headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, hosting this hour with best-selling author and Ramsey personality, Dr. John Deloney. And we are here to answer your calls, and it's a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. All right, we're going to start off. Hold on, wait, wait, this, whoa, 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 whoa. It's launch day, yo. Oh, I was going to get to a call first, but no. it's launch day. We'll jive right headfirst into we it. We finally have a book that's at my reading level <laughs> coming out of this company, and I'm excited for it. It's a children's book. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad for what I have. So it's my kid's book that is out uh, right now. So you can you can go and order at It's beautiful. I can't wait to buy them for all my family. It's amazing. Thank it's like you. really great. All about contentment and great for this holiday season that we're about to embark in. I know. And George is writing these money books I can't understand, but I can understand you this can one. You can understand this Lots one. Lots of pictures. That's yes. Right. Baby squirrels. Baby squirrels. They squirrel. ask for more and more. Baby they squirrels. gather as much as their burrows would store. So yeah, get hey, ready. You, hey, get that ready. looks really great. It's really actually amazing. Yes. Thank you. So yes, I'm glad for what I have is out today. Awesome. All right. Let's see if uh, Michael in New York, who's up next, let's see if Michael has any kids. Mike, 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 Mike. Michael, do you have any children? Um, I got one on the way coming. Yes! <laughs> uh, Good. I'm Hang on the line. We're going to send you a book. I'm going to send you my new kid's book for the new baby on the way. Okay, how far along is your wife? <laughs> uh, very early. It's like uh, we're about eight weeks, nine weeks, something like that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is just now becoming the, real. I'm the first baby gift. I have a feeling, Michael, that will be given to you. Coming. Okay. Well, <laughs> That's awesome. Thank hang you. on the line after this call, but how can we help? So, um, you know, since, uh, you know, me and my wife got married about t- two years ago, and she's very reluctant on attacking her uh, $120,000 uh, student loan debt she has. Um, right now, she's, uh, you know, I'm willing to help her with it. You know, I'm, you know, I'm definitely there for her to help her with it. But she doesn't want to make the steps for herself to really attack it. So I want to, you know, every time I bring it up to her, she gets, you know, a little defensive. She doesn't want to really talk about it. So I'm just trying to get a way to get us on the same page. Yeah. Uh, It's a great question. And I think, Michael, you know, just even the way you have kind of phrased the situation, even to us, it does feel like a his and her mentality. So, yeah, when you go to her about her debt, it can feel like an accusation or, you know, you're you're wanting something that she doesn't want and it's about her stuff. So that's where things get really messy and really, you know, yeah, I, I understand why she probably is feeling the way she is because I think the mindset that you guys have, not just the student loan debt, but just in general with money and the way you guys look at this as a team sitting down and saying, hey, before like we're going to talk about the $120,000 student loan debt, Let's talk about like the values of our family and our soon to be right family with all that that kids are coming into the picture, uh, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. But hey, what what do we value? What do we want as a family? Do we want to be debt free? Do we want to live without debt? Do we want to be a generous couple? Like, what are these values that we want to have? And out of those values is where you can make these tactical decisions, like paying off student loan debt. So. I think that's one of the bigger conversations, Michael, that I would encourage you guys to have is as a couple. And, and and money fights and money problems. I mean, this is a big tension point for people, but it's not just because of the money. It's usually the things underneath it that get stirred up because values are not aligned. Does that make sense? Sure, sure. What um what, um, what, what shuts her down? When you start having the conversation, why does she withdraw? Um, 
you know, I come to her and I'll be like, you know, babe, you know, I'll, I'll ask her because I'll be like, how's that? How's uh, you doing with your student loan? And she pays it every month. All right, hold on. I want to stop you right there. I want to stop right there. Are y'all married? Yes. Yeah, it's y'all's. Yep, exactly. It's no, y'all's. I, I totally agree. It's y'all's. Absolutely. So do y'all have separate accounts? Yep. Yes, we do. Okay. And I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather our accounts be together, but... She won't join your accounts with you? Uh, she's reluctant. Why? She's reluctant. How come? That's a great question. We, we, we've we had that uh, conversation before. What does she say? Um, She's like, oh, well, you know... It's really like spinning the wheels, to be honest with you. I, I couldn't give you the exact uh, wording on it. I haven't spoken to her about it in a little bit. So here's a conversation that happened in my house about 10 or 15 years into being married. I realized that my dad was a policeman growing up. And there were seasons when he would put his debit card in knowing there was no money in that account, but he had babies to feed. Right. And I remember money being this pulsing neon sign that told me that my family wasn't enough. And that my dad's service to his community wasn't enough. And that I was less than all of my friends because they could buy cars and they could go on vacations. And so I didn't want to talk about money and I thought it was fighting my wife and I wasn't. What I was fighting was my childhood. Sure. And the only sure. way we got to that conversation was the time my wife said the words, John, I am scared to death. And it took the air out of my lungs. And so I think there's a conversation to have about, hey, have you paid your thing? Have I paid my thing? And dude, like Rachel said, y'all will dance around this thing forever until you have a baby. And then it will be like, <laughs> I want to have it at home. I want to have it at the hospital. I want right? And then it's just going to go on and on. It's getting to that, that underneath thing that Rachel was talking about. Hey, honey, sure. I feel like you have your life and I have my life and we're about to have a baby and I've been coming at you with numbers and plans and your money and my money. I'm scared to death. We are going to create a life that we just co-manage this household and I want to do life as one. Will you join me in that? You see what I'm saying? That's you taking a knee because let's say this. Sure. What your plan hasn't worked? The way you've tried hasn't worked. Trying, and it won't because she won't. Right. If she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't have to do it. You know, the yeah. way it's set up. Right. right. But it's it's not like it's just odd to me because it's not like we make bad money. We make decent money. It has nothing. It has nothing to do with that. You know? All that does is buy you some margin to be a little more stupid and a little more separate. <laughs> right. If you both are making seven dollars an hour, you have to pool this money because <laughs> you can't. You can't. This because y'all make good money, it allows y'all to do stupid for longer. Yeah, sure. and Michael, and I think yeah. too, you know, if if I was in this situation and my husband came to me and just said, and it and it's a instead of a pointing fingers accusation, it is it's it's a different posture, honestly, of the conversation of saying, God, what is underneath that, babe? Like, what 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 is the thing that scares you so much that is making you so hesitant, not just to pay the bills, but for us to be together as a team? Because that's almost. Michael, more concerning to me than just $120,000 student loan bill, which needs to be paid, but this this mindset shift. So I would want knowing and, and humility and kindness, Michael, that you want to know her. Like you want to you know what's going on and having that conversation with her. And then on a very tactical side, just to give you something, 
even pull together your income and just say, hey, how long, map out, how long would it take us to pay this off? If we like really dove in and like at least give some kind of plan and let that even be a tactical step too, because sometimes this idea in your head of paying off, it's like, I don't know how, I don't know what the first step is, but if you initiated that even, it could be a jumping off point too into the conversation. But hey, I we're going to give helps. you Ramsey, uh, we're going to give you FPU as our gift to you. Yeah, hold on the line. We'll give you the book. Uh, God for what I have and FPU. Hey guys, it's Rachel. You've heard me talk about Christian Healthcare Ministries, a health cost sharing ministry. But I want you to hear from one of their members. Abby racked up a lot of doctor bills with a recent pregnancy, but she said CHM shared all of her eligible pregnancy-related medical expenses and their staff was consistently attentive, helpful, and considerate. That's Abby's CHM story, and it could be yours. Learn more and join chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I am Rachel Cruz hosting this hour with Dr. John Deloney. And, you know, Christmas, uh, have y'all started shopping yet, John? Yes, we have. You have? Yes. Well, good for you. But we're doing, we're doing it different this year. This year, um, we're not going to buy a thousand things. Okay. We're going to do a couple of things. Yes. And be very intentional. Yes, with it. And so, yeah, we're already thinking that through. So nice. So nice. Well, we know that Christmas is a big deal to all of you watching and listening. And if you're a fan of the show and fan of this content and you want to give out some things that have to do with whether it's your mental health, your career, your money, there's a lot of meaningful gifts for Christmas during our $12 sale. So shop our best-selling books, The Total Money Makeover, Baby Steps Millionaires, and Own Your Past, Change Your Future for just $12. And also, uh, John's Questions for Humans Christmas Edition is back. And all those conversation cards are as low as $10 right now. And these sold out last year. The Christmas ones were gone, so we got more. We're ready okay, to go. Ready to go. So make sure you guys to check all of that out at RamseySolutions.com slash store. The $12 sale is there for you. So order the books, order the stuff to give away to your friends and family, and actually let it be a meaningful gift, you know, that you give that's actually going to help them in their life. So RamseySolutions.com slash store. All right, up next, we have Logan here in Nashville. Hey, Logan, welcome to the show. Hi, Rachel. How are you? We are doing well. How can we help? Yeah, I wish I was better than I deserve. Oh. Uh, What's up, man? Sorry, Logan. What's going on? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, um, anyway, um, so currently um, I do have uh, some debt I got to deal with, um, and I never thought I would actually be calling into the show um, after all these years, but um, so currently I do have some, uh, credit card debt. Um, I have a little bit of student loans left. Uh, I am married. My wife has a little bit of student loan debt too, but basically this year we've had a, we've had a lot of trouble with cash flow. Um, her, um, her job's not, you know, just basically paying her by check. She was working remotely and okay. things kind of fell behind and, um, you are feeling the stress. Yeah, we are feeling the stress, um, and we actually, in our, and I mean this lightly because um, our marriage did kind of uh, was a little bit on the rocks, but, you know, we both want to make things work out. So I guess the best way to go forward about this, because, I mean, I know I got a little bit of, I probably got a few years as far as an uphill battle as far as debt, yeah. um, the snowball debt and everything, but how can I get her um, on board with this without, with, you know, on the same page as me, 
uh, without feeling, you know, so anxious and everything. And um, basically, that's the gist of my question. Yeah. Okay. So just a couple of just tactical questions. Logan, how much do you guys make a year? Um, so I make around 48 on one job. Uh, I am taking, I am taking a second part-time job. So, um, and she makes around 38. Okay. All right. So, and then, um, before taxes, before taxes. Sure. And then how much debt is, how much debt are we talking? How much student loan debt combined and credit Uh, cards combined? Uh, so my student loan is 6,000, um, which is not bad. I mean, it's just I haven't paid it in a couple of years, mainly because, well, we won't get into you, it. You haven't had uh, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then, how much is hers? Uh, uh, hers is around seventeen. Okay. And how much uh, credit card debt do you guys have? Uh, thirteen. Okay. Uh, that's over two cards. One is uh, one is approaching the max out, and the the, the culprit of it is. Uh, you know, our rent's seventeen hundred dollars a month right now, and uh, there were hey, times. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Logan, 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 Logan. Yeah, yeah. Not the culprit. Yes. Not the culprit. I'm yes. listening to you talk, and you have very distant language from reality. Here's what I mean yes. by that: We had some trouble with cash flow. No, y'all didn't make enough money, and you spent too much. The main right. culprit is. The rent. It's not. It's not. The main culprit is we have chosen to make 38 and 48 and not work one job, two job, three jobs. We've chosen to live in a city. I All of the healing that has to happen in this household is going to start with y'all both choosing reality. Right. And not living in this. This world is descending upon us in all these ways. No, dude, we're going to take it right by the yep. horns and say what is real and what is not. What is real is we are broke. What is real is, dude, you don't have a ton of debt. You have too much. But I thought you were going to say $150,000 the way you're just sounding like Eeyore. Like, oh, well, it's all coming down. <laughs> Bro, it's not. You know what I mean? It feels like it by my standards because this wasn't a problem two years ago. And I mean. Yeah, I but actually, you stopped being intentional. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. Why'd you stop being intentional? Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like, why just be, just give me a straight right on answer. Why'd you stop being intentional? I guess it's because I cared too much. Cause the thing is, this was a, this was a philosophy, you know, Dave's philosophy was something that was important to me. And then I found myself in this position, but I guess what I didn't do was make sure that uh, I did the necessarily necessary things to keep us out of this position. Um, perfect. That's the kind of now, ownership you need moving forward. Because now you're going yeah. to, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And what? And what's your wife's hesitation? Because I know you were asking about the marriage part of that. What is her? What? Why is she? Why is she hesitant? Well, she's never really. I'd see best way to put this. Um, Just say it. She's just say it. Just say it. <laughs> She's not. She's never really focused on this aspect of life. Just okay. So she's a free spirit. She's a spender. She doesn't really want to be bogged down with the details. Right. At, at least she used to be worse. Um, but obviously, okay. this past couple of years, she's saying, "Okay, we need to do something." Yeah. 
Yeah, Logan, there's a there's a feeling I'm having, and I could be totally off base because even the way you're talking about the marriage, your marriage, and then the money stuff, there's just a level of kind of like life is just happening to us and kind of a level of apathy that starts to kind of just sink in and you kind of just become going with the flow and there's not this, and I'm not saying you have to live your entire life intense 24 seven, but realizing that people that win in life that have a healthy marriage doesn't just happen, right? They work on it. They go to therapy. They read books. They sit down with couples that have a marriage that they want. They they practice communication. They they fight about. I mean, like they they do the work with money. People that win with money, it doesn't just happen. Like they are so focused, so intentional, right? So there's there's this level of intensity. I kind of just like want to shoot through the air right now <laughs> to you and your wife to be like, you guys can do this. Like your numbers, and especially if you get a second job, like. You guys can make real progress, but you have to care. Like you have to get in this place. And I think you may be there where you're realizing, oh my gosh, I don't know where else to go. That's why you're calling us. But there's this um, this intensity that I want you guys to have that's gonna help you get through this process. This lackadaisical kind of attitude. It kind of just you you kind of end up getting what you're getting, and that's and nothing changes. There has to be some level of deep change for you guys, and there's a level of passion there for life, for your marriage, for your money, like all of this to do it on purpose, right? And and I would want you and your wife to be on that same page and working towards that same value system, that same goal. This sounds like I'm going to come out of left field. Do you exercise, dude? Um, I do every day. I'm a uh, delivery driver, so it okay. feels like it. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, or, what do you get passionate about? Um, well, honestly uh, about music because I am a musician and that's why I came to Nashville and I actually uh, I actually made a living as a self-employed musician for years when the pandemic happened and I kind of went in other directions okay but I still play well I want you to deal with the loss of that of that identity that who you are and I'm I'm guessing Rachel there is a sense of just kind of lost at sea yeah and good for you I know some musicians who just sit on their hands good for you for getting out there and throwing boxes to put For food sure. on your table that's amazing but I want you to find some vigor again like Rachel said like find some passion some intensity sit down with your wife and hold both of her hands and say let's do this you can do it hey listen up when we invest most of us have no idea where our money is going but the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSE. So John, inevitably, what money brings up at times for people in their relationships just these like little awkward moments you know i know you and i things come you and i have i've talked to couples who are like um seeing each other naked 
made kids, uh, bought homes together, <laughs> don't know how to talk about money. And they're like, uh, I don't just don't want to bring it up. It's like, y'all made a human. Like, I know, but it's weird, right? (laughs) Totally. It's a thing. And with them friends and family and in-laws and parents. I mean, all of it. How much you making over there, Deloney? It's such a... (laughs) It's like, so like, really? So, (laughs) Go Banking Rights had these awkward questions. And and George Campbell and I on on Smart Money Happy Hour, we've talked a lot. We've had this conversation because there's so many that come up in life. And I don't feel as awkward just because I guess we just talk about money every day it's our job so i'm like i don't even think twice about it um but for so many people either. it 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 is such a thing so let me I, tell you a quick deloney thing about awkward I, can i do this james so um <laughs> i was creating uh, questions for humans sex and intimacy thing we we're working through and some people in the building were like john this is super awkward super awkward and i was like i asked these questions to my friends so i went home to <laughs> sheila my wife and i was like Hey, these are all questions like I've asked at dinner parties across. And she goes, and I quote, yeah, John, you've been making dinner awkward for a long time. And I didn't know. I was like, oh, geez. Okay. All right. So anyway. Like, I know you're very comfortable with all these questions I'm way about too, sex. Okay. But we get, so, so James split these questions up. And so I don't know what Rachel's about to ask me. And she doesn't know what I'm about to ask her. So you go first because mine starts at number two. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, put it in. As if I'm asking you. Okay. okay? Awkward money yeah. question. So, John, uh, how much money did you make last year? <laughs> <laughs> we did good. <laughs> we, we, we were blessed last year. Well, I feel like it's a fair conversation. People are talking about their income a lot. And it's yeah. just, it's it's kind of a little selfish to hold it all in. Because if I know what you're making, then maybe it's going to help me. So, how? It would. But, like, one of the most common things people tell me is I'm selfish with private things. <laughs> and, like, you're exactly right. <laughs> I like to keep that between me and my wife. I tried to really. That's it. Go in there. Okay. So if someone, because that's a trend right now. Oh, to ask how much? Oh, yeah. Oh. Gen Z's like all in it. And because they're like, yeah, if my friend's in marketing and I'm in marketing, I should know what she makes. But you super should. Because because if she's making more than me, then I have the potential to make more. I just don't know I could be making more. If I don't know what everyone else is making. See, here's my challenge with that. Here's, oh my gosh. Here's my challenge with that. It goes back to the book you just wrote. If me and my leader, Jeremy Breland, we shook hands. Yeah. Here's what I'm here's what I agree to. It doesn't matter at all what you make. Because I agreed to this. I shook hands. The only time it's unethical, I think, is if we agree and shake hands and we say on X dollar amount and he pays me Y. And he pays me less. And I'm like, hey, we agreed well, on that's, this. That's but that's talking about within your leader your person that's paying you i'm uh-huh. talking about your friend or this does say colleague oh this does say colleague, colleague yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. yeah but hey if i knew how much you made John, you do as know because you're on the board <laughs> so you know exactly what i make so there you go okay number two all right number two you're asked to donate to charity but don't want to okay so mm. hey rachel I got mine. I got, um, I will you donate to the s- grocery store all the time will you donate no no no, no. round up not not the school stuff i'm your friend and we work together would you donate to my pet parent fund <laughs> to help pet parents, particularly cat moms and dog dads all across the United States? Would you donate to that charity? Is it a 501c3? It, it could be. Okay. <laughs> it's an OU812. Well, Winston and I, we actually planned out all of our giving. Oh, so you instantly went to blame the husband. All right. That was well played. Winston and I. I said both of us. We are one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> We have planned out our giving for the year. So we give to three organizations. So that's already planned out. And we kind of have a miscellaneous giving. So let me chat with him. Mm. 
but we usually put we usually give to individuals in that fund. So um, you can apply next year to the Rachel and Winston Giving Fund. Wow! I'm just kidding. You can imagine like a, a, a Girl Scout coming to your door with Girl Scout cookies. You'd be like, "Oh, well, here's I, an application. You no, can apply for next year." Yeah. All right, I go did for buy it. wreaths from a Boy Scout last week because I wanted to support the Scouts. And I buy Girl Scout cookies by the wagon load. So there you go. Then mints. Okay, next one. Um, hey John, can I can I borrow some money? No. <laughs> what do you need? I'll give it to you, but I'm not gonna loan it to you. Uh, I just don't loan money. Yeah, because it makes. But I feel weird. I, I can pay it back in six months. But that's cool. If I feel like I can give it to you, I'll just yeah, I won't take it back. All right, that's how you handle that one, people. Just give. It's a gift. Never hey, um, Rachel, I borrowed five hundred dollars and I didn't pay you back. I'm sorry. I forgot to pay you back. That's fine. I gave it to you. Oh, you just switched it? I don't loan Because originally you loaned it, but oh, okay, cool. Wait, is that your number four? Yeah, someone forgot to pay you back. Oh. Okay, wait, okay, wait, okay, hold on. Uh, how much? 500? Like for plane, like say like we were all going on like a couple's trip. And yeah, I like, I didn't have it. it, it was it, if you don't have it or you have it and you just forgot to pay me back because I have forgetful friends in my life and they're like, oh, I meant to Venmo you. I right? just got that text this morning. I forget all the time. Yeah, yeah. so if it's like you have the money, it's like, oh, we forgot to Hey, you want to sit back for the plane tickets? I'm like, that's fine. You can just spend money today. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. But so if, you someone, if, if your friend but if agreed to it. you don't have the money, yeah. then forget it. I, I'm not holding that over you. Okay. Um, okay. So we're out at a uh, on a double date and you leave the waiter $10 oh. on a nice meal. <laughs> not a great tipper. What do you do? This reminds me of a Friends episode where Rachel Green's dad, anyone, <laughs> didn't tip well and Ross swooped in there and changed the tip. Oh, dude, I'm, uh, what do you I'll, do? I'll make a big ordeal What do you, Wait, to your friends? Yeah, I will. Even if it's not a great friend? If it's not a great friend, yeah, if I don't know if, them that yeah, well? Yeah, you don't know them that well. I'll over tip. No, but what I'll if, they, what if they bought the meal and there's one bill sitting on the counter or sitting on the table? I've actually, I've actually left money before. Just left some yeah, cash. What if you I don't have, have cash? Change it? Would you? Well, I, no, I guess you could I, do that. I, I don't do that yeah, to their yeah, money. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Not good. Um, you're on a date, and they ask about how much money you make. <laughs> I haven't dated. The, you and this Winston thing just didn't work out. And so you're on a date <laughs> with Dan, and Dan's like, Rachel, how, how much money do you make? How many dates has it been? Three. Yeah, no, sorry. Nah. You don't get that, no. Nope. If we're like, if we're about to be, if we're about to like, oh yeah, I'm in love, he's in love, and we are, and this is it, then we're talking money. We're planning for like next stages? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, 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 then I share So it. would you want it to be Not on a third day, uh, surprise? But I want what to be Not a surprise. Not a surprise, but like, um, Dave tells a story of like you, you all and your spouses knew that Dave and Sharon were doing good, but didn't know like, oh, wow. And so I would imagine I would have liked that conversation to be had after I was married. So there wasn't this... I would always be able to know I'm not somebody isn't looking over my shoulder or I'm not a part of a bigger plan this person has. They love me for me. Oh, I hear what you're I saying. I like driving yeah. an 88 to sell easy hatchback because I knew my wife loved me. It was not for not anything after I the money. No, not after yeah, the yeah, money. Yeah. No, I can see that. Totally. All um, right. You have a roommate. Yeah. Uh, and he's not paying his fair share. Uh, you have to have that hard conversation. Yeah. Okay. And that looks like You agreed like to what? rent. You agreed to pay rent. Bro. And if you don't. Yeah, and here's the thing. Bro. People always say, I don't want to screw this up. Like, I don't want to make the relationship all weird. Or, they did. 
All you're doing is addressing addressing the, reality. the weirdness that they have made. Yes. They have violated your friendship. It's not you. That's a good point. And they'll yep. often go, are you seriously going to just like throw me out? I'm simply responding to your lack of character and your, your violation actions. of our friendship. You yep. did it. I yes. just got to call spade a spade. I can't afford all this rent. I got to go get another roommate now who yeah. will actually pay rent. Are you serious? Does that make sense? It's yes, hard. That's a great point. But all I'm doing is calling it out. Yes. I've never thought about that. You haven't done anything wrong. Right. I had a group of friends in, in, in college and we may or may not have gotten in trouble. And it was fascinating because every person in line was, no, that was, it was me. Next person, ah, oh, dude, that was me. And the person, yep. eventually it was like, y'all get out, right? Yep. It wasn't the, if you tell on me, because that makes me a bad friend totally, for letting totally. you go down for me, right? So yes, I think yes. we get that out of order all the time. Yep, yep. Um, hey, you can't afford to be a part of someone's bridal's party. I want you to oh. be at my wedding, but it's $7,000. <laughs> Fly to Acapulco. <laughs> all these, all these destinations. Yeah, uh, man, I will be there in attendance. I just, we, I can't, I, I don't have money to be able to do it. I would just, just straight up it. say it. I would just say it, yeah. Y'all, if money wasn't awkward, I don't know. I don't know if it still is. I feel like we really helped a lot of people. We just solved America. There you go, America. helped a lot of people out with that segment. <laughs> Embrace the awkwardness, people. Embrace it. Head into it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. It is a free call anywhere in the country at 888-825-5225. Up next, we have Ashton in Panama City Beach, Florida. Hey, Panama! Hey, Ashton. Hey, guys. You live hey, in a great a area. From you. Oh, you know, it is beautiful. The Emerald Coast. It is. A lot of Nashville people head your way on most breaks. School yes, breaks. Ma'am. Yes, man. In one month, me and my wife may drive up to Franklin to see you folks. Come on. Oh, I hope you do. Come join us. We yes, have some ma'am. lovely people right now in the lobby watching the show. We have lots of visitors, a lot. So tell them I said hi. I will. Ashton says hi, everyone. Ashton says <laughs> hi. How can we help? Yes. So me and my wife, we are blessed beyond measure. We are Gen Zers to kind of follow and piggyback off what, what you just said. And we talk about money all the time. We communicate. And we are blessed because we're in baby step 3B now. However, um, we're really just in a place where we really don't know what to do with our money um, because we are having to travel four different locations in a matter of nine months for her doctor of physical therapy school. And so we're in the second rotation now, and we have a fully funded emergency fund, no student loan debt, no no consumer debt whatsoever. Good for you guys, and we don't necess- Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We are blessed, like I said. Um, but however, I just really want to make sure we do things properly. I don't want to make any mistakes. However, I know life's all about making mistakes, right? <laughs> yeah. No detrimental ones we don't want. As much as possible. Yes. Okay. So, um, so if you guys are past baby step three, are you guys homeowners? We are not homeowners. And that's kind of where I was getting at is like, we're having to bounce around to these different cities. Yeah. So we were in Tulsa for the first one. Now we're here in Florida, and the next third and fourth one's going to be in Missouri. So we really just don't know where we're going to end up. Okay. And I don't necessarily know if we're even going to be looking to buy a home soon based yeah. on where we're going to live, okay. if that makes sense. For sure. So you know what I would do, Ashton? I would um, be funding retirement. Are you guys putting okay. any money away? You know, that's the thing is, like, we call this storm mode just because we're our life's pretty chaotic right now. In the nine months, we have to really live out of our suitcases and Airbnb, cash flow, everything like that. And so 
it's really hard to like really get the budget down when it comes to knowing what's going to, what the months are going to look like um, in the next month. So we're really just saving everything that we have in order to be able to cash flow. Um, it's, it's a unique situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On- and that's fair. And nine months for retirement isn't going to be absolutely detrimental, but I also don't want to for that to be on pause right. for too long, right? right. So I, if I were you guys, I would map mid- out I would map out as much as mm-hmm. I could the next three moves and the next nine months and just to say, okay, on average, how much is the Airbnb going to be in Missouri? Is it If we're going to be there for six months, is it cheaper to rent somewhere for a six-month rent or Airbnb? Like I would I would kind of start pricing out your options just to get a ballpark. Because here's what I don't want to happen, Ashton. I don't know. This may not be your case. But I don't want everything, you know, in those nine months to cost you guys, you know, I'm just going to throw out in random numbers, 20 grand, and you guys have 50 saved. And you could actually be putting some of that in the market because you have plenty of, of margin. So... So you are telling me, though, that you feel like there's not a ton of margin. You're not just being overly well, cautious. You guys are really like, hey, this money we, we really need and we'll probably use. Just just based on living off of my income, to kind of give you an idea, my wife's full-time clinical, so she's putting in 40 hours, no pay, because okay. it's called education with quotations, right? Yeah. <laughs> what a racket, right? Um, so, exactly, exactly. You know Dr. John Deloney, um, the higher education thing. I understand um, so yeah, we're, we're blessed beyond measure. However, we're making about 50,000, but praise God, we've only spent 37,000 in a year. And okay. so we're definitely living below what we're making. Yeah. But we're not making a ton. Okay. That know? makes sense. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yes, ma'am. For sure. So yeah. So, I mean, I would be fine with that kind of storm mode mentality, having things in a, in a high yield savings account and just kind of staying afloat until the nine months. But at nine months, uh, do you guys know where you're going to land? Do you think you know what city you guys will be at long term or no? It's okay if the answer is no. Yeah, I'm just curious. That's the kicker because she's Native American and that's why she's getting a full ride scholarship for grad school. Oh, it's wow. Like a contract though. She has to go work for a clinical or hospital that's under the Indian Health Service. Yep. And so that is such a blessing knowing that she'll have to get a job. If she yep. doesn't get a job within 90 days, they're just going to place her randomly. So it's a lot of stress. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. But, Hey, so, so Ashton, I want to throw something at you. It could be, oh, what's that, sir? I want to throw something at you. Oh, so there's a strange thing that happens um, when you're – the nerd word is agency, okay, or autonomy. But when your body understands that somebody else is directing your life, mm. it will sound the anxiety alarms. It will mm. make you uncomfortable. And yeah. most of us, when we start feeling that discomfort, we start trying to solve problems mm. that are just over the hill. Right. Does that make sense? It, it sure does. And part of I me mean, feels like you are stretching you're because though, right? Well, part of me thinks. I mean, you've got the plan. Rachel just laid it out to you. Just dump money into an, uh, an HSA, a high yield savings account, not an HSA, but a high yield savings account, and focus on living every day the best you can for the next nine months and then where y'all get because i think a lot of this is just spun up energy that you're trying to dissipate by extra 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 planning a hundred percent i'm such a type a planner the nerd i got my every dollar inside spreadsheet so dude homie listen get into working out get into hiking get into doing something else i'll tell you that do what (laughs) 
I do love the golf and fish. I'm trying to go golf with Ken one day. Yeah, don't <laughs> for the sake of humanity, don't golf. But go fishing. Go fishing. <laughs> but like, come up with some things you can do in real time to practice dissipating that anxiousness. Because what, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start attacking your wife with spreadsheets and plans, and she's going to come home exhausted from a clinical rotation. You're going to be like, hey, honey, I got four new houses for the next seven moves. For the, And she's going to start leaning a little away from you because you'll be a lot. And what you're going to be doing is using her to try to dissipate some of your anxiousness. Don't do that. Find outlets. You have a deadline, right, Rachel? Like, yeah. there's an end to this marathon. Y'all are just in mile 12. And mile 12 to mile 19 of a marathon is the worst, except for the last five miles. So just keep running. Just yeah. keep running, man. And just, I mean, you're kind of saying it even with picking up hobby. Like, go do something. But also just take a breath, too, yeah. right? So, like, you guys are you're doing great, right? If you guys were, you know, deep into student loan debt and she's getting her graduate and it's going to be another hundred grand, you know, all of it, then I could see the, you know, the the tight woundedness that you are, Ashton. I feel like a little bit from the call. So breathe. You have permission. Just relax. Just breathe. You're good. Who wrote that song? You're good. Just Faith breathe. Hill, I think. Faith Hill. Oh, yeah. Go. I don't know why Jessica Simpson came to my head. Why did that happen? Sorry, Faith. You're thinking of Michelle Branch song also called Breathe. Oh, lots of breathe. Okay. Listen still to not all just, of that, still Ashton. Still not Jessica Simpson. Start a, start a playlist, Ashton, with all <laughs> of these songs to remind you to breathe. Because you've done the hard work. You guys are, you're, you're young. You don't have debt. You have a fully funded emergency fund plus the storm mode that you're talking about. So all of it's good. And then where you guys land in nine months, rent somewhere for a year and kind of see, okay, is this going to be a long-term play? And if it is, then you can use some of that money that you guys have saved in this period of time for a down payment and move forward. But um, but I would not keep investing off the table for for a year, okay? So like I understand, you know, having some money during all these transitions, but once you guys are settled in a place longer than three months, start thinking about retirement and start working through the baby steps because again, the it's the analysis or per- paralysis of the analysis is what, is, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, and it's also an obsession with the finish line. And mm-hmm. the more you can realize that finish line is just going to move on you. Because the moment you get assigned to um, a Native American hospital, you're going to want to know how many years do we have to do? What's the minimum number of years we have to do this so that we can go to the next place? And you're going to immediately jump to that. And then as soon as you move there, you're going to yeah. start looking for, hey, can we make more money? And you're going to realize as you get older, that finish line just keeps moving. Yes. So my buddy Sal Stefano says, the man who falls in love with the journey goes much further than the man obsessed with the finish line. Mm. So make peace. You're on yeah. an adventure for the next decade of your life because you married this amazing, brilliant woman who's going to be serving these special communities. Awesome. Make peace with where you are every step of the way. That's Not good. this obsession with where you're going to end up. That's right. Ashton, thanks for the call. Thank you, America, for listening. Thanks to all the guys in the booth to make it happen. Thank you, John Loney, for co-hosting this hour. This is The Ramsey Show.